Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick with the Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, we are going to be going over Week 16 waiver wire ads for fantasy football in 2020. You guys made it. Congratulations. You are likely in your championship game this week, if not next week. If you guys are new to my YouTube channel and you want to make sure you win this week or next week, please make sure that you hit that subscribe button down below and click the notification bell as well because it will help you get all of my videos because sometimes YouTube tries to hide them underneath the cracks and you can't really get to them unless you go to my YouTube channel. So please make sure that you do that so you get every single video so you don't miss out on this fun content that I make every single day. Real quick before we get into it, I'd like to ask that if you guys could please listen real quick to a word from my friends, my sponsor over at OverlayDFS.com. OverlayDFS.com is the best place to play daily fantasy sports on the whole World Wide Web. Now, there's two options on their website. you got the Progressive Tournaments, which I talked about in last week's videos. In this week's videos, we're going to be talking about the Match Up Shop on OverlayDFS.com. What is that? It is so, so simple. You pick between two players, plus or minus the spread. Who's going to score more fantasy points on Sunday Night Football? Was it Jarvis Landry minus 3.5 or Rashad Higgins plus 3.5? The answer was Jarvis Landry minus 3.5. Who scores more fantasy points? Baker Mayfield minus two and a half or Nick Chubb plus two and a half the answer was Baker Mayfield it is so so simple anyone can do it you guys do so much research to win your matchups every single week why not get some nice cashola on the upside here win these games on overlaydfs.com it is so simple I don't think the upside made sense there but what does make sense is winning money it's easy overlaydfs.com link down below in the description and we are back. Let's get into Week 16 waiver wire ads. We begin with Le'Veon Bell and the running backs. Kansas City Chiefs running back Le'Veon Bell versus Atlanta. We do running backs first, then wide receivers, and then close out the video with tight ends if you have questions about quarterbacks. Uh, there's also a defense video that I posted yesterday to get that out of the way. So Le'Veon Bell is in a potentially big spot here up against a bad defense in the Atlanta Falcons because Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is likely to be out until the NFL playoffs, so he's likely to miss at least two more games of this season, which is very good for Le'Veon Bell, especially for this week up against the bum Atlanta Falcons last week. Le'Veon was given the chance to tote the rock up against the New Orleans Saints defense, who are pretty solid up against the run. 15 rushes for 62 rushing yards, one rushing tug, one reception on one target, 14 receiving yards for 14.6 PPR points and 14.1 half PPR points. One of the best parts about Le'Veon Bell's game is his receiving upside, and while he only got one reception in that game, I do expect that to go up, up against the Atlanta Falcons, and in what should be described as a very easy matchup for the Kansas City Chiefs, they should be able to run the ball a whole lot with Le'Veon Bell, and he should be able to win you your fantasy league. Some people picked him up like eight weeks ago when he joined the Chiefs. I thought in reality it was going to be like a 50-50 workload between him and Clyde, and in reality, Andy Reid said, get the fuck out of here with that statement. It's going to be all Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He loves to use that workhorse back in Kansas City. That is Andy Reid. So I feel like Le'Veon Bell is in for a smash spot here up against the Atlanta Falcons. Next guy here is Tony Pollard running back of the Dallas Cowboys versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, Ezekiel Elliott could return this week. In that case, up against the Eagles, Tony Pollard is completely and utterly irrelevant. But in the case that Ezekiel Elliott does end up missing Again, we could see a big Tony Pollard week yet again in week number 16. Last week, up against the San Francisco 49ers, we saw Tony Pollard gas the Dallas Cowboys, or not gash, 
not fucking gas is what I said. Gas the San Francisco 49ers defense for 12 rushes and 69 rushing yards. Very nice. Two rushing tugs, six receptions on nine targets. Very nice. 63 receiving yards, 31.2 PPR points, and 28.2 half PPR points. Tony Pollard balled out up against the San Francisco 49ers, which in my opinion is a much tougher defense to face than the Philadelphia Eagles. So I really think that Tony Pollard is in for another big week as long as Mr. Ezekiel Elliott is eating on the bench instead of playing in the game. Next guy here is running back Salvin Ahmed of the Miami Dolphins at the Las Vegas Raiders this week on Saturday night. He will be very useful again in this Miami Dolphins offense if Miles Gaskin misses again. Salvin Ahmed is the first Miami Dolphins running back to get over 100 yards since 2018, something like that, with Kalen Balaj was the last running back of the Dolphins to rush over 100 yards in a game, and we almost had two guys do that last week in Matt Burita and Salvin Ahmed, but Ahmed is the guy in this offense. He's going to be the guy getting a majority of the carries. The Dolphins like to use a workhorse back, whether it's Gaskin, whether it's Ahmed, whether it's Burita, that is pretty much guaranteed, or you can pretty much figure that out by if uh, Gaskin is going to play or not. If Gaskin misses, Ahmed is a smash start this week up against a not-so-hot Raiders run defense. Obviously, if Gaskin plays, he would be the start in the offense this week, but I highly doubt he is available on waivers. Week 15 versus the New England Flatriots. Ahmed had 23 rushes for 122 rushing yards and one rushing tug, one reception on three targets, five receiving yards, 21.7 PPR points, and 21 point two half PPR points. This Dolphins defense is ferocious and they are able to lock the other offense down, which is an allows for the Dolphins to have a very solid run game on a weekly basis because the other team is not going to be scoring 7 million points, so they're able to run every single game. And Ahmed has been running so effectively as of recently, I really think this is a great spot here up against the Las Vegas Raiders. Next running back is another Dolphins running back, Lynn Bowden at the Las Vegas Raiders, a revenge game for Mr. Bowden. Now, if Gaskin misses again, and in your league, if my, or if uh, Lynn Bowden is going to be listed as a running back, he is definitely worthy of an ad. Last week, he is very productive as well up against New England even with Salvin Ahmed doing so good. Why is that? Because Lynn Bowden is listed as a running back but in reality he's a wide receiver and with the banged up kind of wide receiver core of Miami, that being Devontae Parker Mike Gesicki I believe Malcolm Perry missed as well. This whole offense is just very, very injured, and that allows for gadget players like Lynn Bowden, who catch a bunch of passes in these games, to really score some decent fancy football points on a weekly basis. He had one rush for nine rushing yards last week up against the Patriots, but again, that's not really what you're looking for with Bowden. It's the receiving work. Six receptions on seven targets for 37 receiving yards, 10.6 PPR points, and 7.6 PPR points or 7.6 half PPR points for Lynn Bowden, that is. And that is just a very safe play on a weekly basis, especially in a revenge game up against the Raiders. If Gaskin does miss, I really do think Bowden could have a pretty decent game this week against the Raiders. Next running back here is Divino Zigbo, running back of the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Chicago Bears. Now, this is where you're reaching down into the depths of the fucking waiver wire to find a nice shiny stone like you're on level 12 in Minecraft and you find some diamonds. That's what Devin Ozigbo or Devin Vine Ozigbo is going to be this week. James Robinson is likely to miss this week and will probably miss again next week. So Ozigbo has a big opportunity here to play very well. But again, I think it's going to be a smorgasbord of running backs in this backfield. But it seems like he is the head honcho name inside of this backfield. Week 15 versus the Baltimore Ravens had one reception, one target for four receiving yards, 1.4 PPR points, and 0.9 half PPR points.
Ozigbo this week to me is either going to be a firecracker that wins you your 2020 fantasy football league or completely does the opposite and fucks you right in the ass. So unless you're really in a real down bad situation, you're down terrible at the running back position, Ozigbo is probably not a guy you should really be looking for. But again, this video is about any league size. So in deeper leagues, Ozigbo may be the only back available. Final guy here is old man Frank Gore running back of the New York football Jets versus the Cleveland Browns. A huge shout out as a Dolphins fan for Frank Gore for winning the Jumbo Jets, J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 a football game, and losing out on one of the best quarterback prospects of all time, Frank Gore doesn't give a fuck about your tank, all he cares about is getting yards on the football field this week up against the Cleveland Browns, last week up against the LA Rams, he had 23 rushes for 59 rushing yards, one rushing tug, one reception on one target for six receiving yards, 13.5 PPR points, and 13 half PPR points, Frank Gore is just inevitably going to get like 10 points every single game. Death, taxes, Frank Gore, 10 fantasy football points. Those are the three inevitable things of your life, and that is what is going to happen every single week because it just always seems to happen. The Cleveland Browns run defense definitely did look very good last week up against Wayne Gallman, but I do expect Gore to get a heavy workload in this matchup up against the Browns. Now onto the wide receiver section of the video. So if you guys did end up enjoying thus far throughout this video, please make sure that you hit that subscribe button down below if you're new. And if you're not new, please make sure that you hit that like button here we got Emmanuel Sanders running back or not running back you silly gooser we're on the wide receivers part Emmanuel Sanders wide receiver of the New Orleans Saints versus the Minnesota Vikings on Christmas baby hopefully you guys have a great Christmas if you celebrate Christmas happy holidays to anyone who does not celebrate Christmas I hope you guys have all been having a great time it is the season to be jolly fa la 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 Let's go Dolphins. But with that said, Emmanuel Sanders does have a nice opportunity here on Christmas Day to ball up against the Minnesota Vikings because Michael Thomas is going to be out yet again and up against the Kansas City Chiefs. Emmanuel Sanders did show some promise up against a tougher defense than up against the Minnesota Vikings, which he will be facing up against this week. Four receptions up against the Chiefs on five targets for 76 receiving yards, 11.6 PPR points, and 9.6 half PPR points. So Sanders is a very safe play at the wide receiver position. I don't really expect him to bust and he definitely has the opportunity to bust all over your opponent's face like his name was Ron Jeremy with a big game on Christmas up against the mini Soda Vikings next guy here we got Russell Gage wide receiver of the Atlanta Falcons at the Kansas City Chiefs who played pretty well up against the New Orleans Saints offense last week and again with Emmanuel Sanders I expect Breeze to look better in this matchup because last week he did look sluggish up against the Chiefs Russell Gage has been a staple in this Atlanta Falcons offense as of recently with three great games in a row now this definitely could stop up against the Chiefs, but I'm going to continue to ride the hot streak that is Russell Gage, considering Julio Jones is probably just going to be out again. I don't know why he would suit up and waste his career potentially ending off some stupid injury when he could just sit out for the rest of the year and be ready to be a first-round pick yet again in your 2021 fantasy football leagues. Week 15 versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He had five receptions on 10 targets for 68 receiving yards, one off of being very nice, one tug, 17.8 PPR points, and 15.3 half PPR points for Russell Gage. So I do think that the upside is tremendous for this wide receiver up against the Kansas City Chiefs. Why is that? Because he's the wide receiver two on the team when Julio Jones Jones is out, and he also has the opportunity to do some crazy shit like Muhammad Sanu used to do, where he just throws a touchdown, because he did do that not last week up against the Bucks, but the week before that, so I do definitely think that's in the playbook to be used and could provide some even extra upside, but I think up against the Kansas City Chiefs, the Atlanta Falcons, if they want to win this game, they're going to have to score and score often, so I do expect Russell Gage to put up another solid week up against the Chiefs. Next game here is Kiki, do you love me, Cootie, next player. 
Cootie, wide receiver of the Houston Texans, versus the Cincinnati Bengals. With Cook's backs, Cootie was still able to perform last week in that matchup up against the Indianapolis Colts, in which he had five receptions for seven targets, 53 receiving yards, one receiving tug, 14.3 PPR points, and 11.8 half PPR points in Lucas Oil Stadium. While the Cincinnati Bengals defense did look stout up against the Pittsburgh Steelers, that is an AFC North matchup in which crazy shit like that happens, especially since Mike Tomlin just has no idea how to coach up against bad teams and coaches down to them. Fuck Juju Smith-Schuster for dancing on the Bengals logo and then taking a fat L and getting 15 receiving yards. I can't stand Juju Smith-Schuster with that said, though. Kiki, do you love me, Cootie? I like him this week up against the Bengals because I think the Houston Texans look much better against the Bengals than the Steelers did. Next guy here is Rashard Higgins. Wide receiver of the Cleveland Browns at the New York Football Jets. This game, I expect the Cleveland Browns to actually be prepared for this matchup, unlike the Rams, because the Rams thought they would just coast by, ride the wave through, and just beat the Jets, right? But in reality, the Jets were hungry and fired up for a win to lose out on the greatest prospect since Andrew Luck to grace the NFL. Three solid games in a row for Mr. Rashard Higgins, and I think this week up against the other New York team should be pretty solid. Last week up against the New York Football Giants in MetLife Stadium, four receptions on five targets for 76 receivers yards 11.6 PPR points and 9.6 half PPR points now while every single week I feel like the Browns are going to get up by a million and it's just going to be Chubb and fucking Kareem Hunt hit him with the one two Floyd Mayweather just run 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 never happens it never does it seems like it's going to always and then Baker is cooking it up there in the under center like his name was Gordon fucking Ramsey and I expect Rashard Higgins to play pretty well this week up against the Jets next guy here we got local frat boy Chad Hansen, wide receiver of the Houston Texans versus the Cincinnati Bengals he made his first three starts this season for the Houston Texans and has been very good in all of them week 15 at the Indianapolis Colts two receptions on three targets for 55 receiving yards one receiving tug 13.5 PPR points and 12.5 half PPR points. Now, I do expect frat boy Chad to kind of calm down this week up against the Cincinnati Bengals. I do expect him to have a lower point total than last week due to the fact that his receptions are going to be going down with the return of Brandon Cooks. But obviously, this guy just has a not, he has a nose, a knack a feeling to get his way into that end zone. So if he continues to do that, he will be useful for fantasy football. And finding the end zone up against the Bengals is pretty easy, unless you ask. Boo-boo, Smith-Schuster. Next guy here is Tyrone Johnson, wide receiver of the Los Angeles Chargers versus the Denver Broncos. Now, Ty Johnson went absolutely ham-bony last week up against the Las Vegas Raiders. And with Keenan Allen still banged up, and it seems like in a lot of games, Mikey Mike Williams likes to disappear. He does his best fucking Houdini act in some of these games. We can see Ty Johnson really have another big game here up against a not-so-hot Denver Broncos defense. Week 15 is the Las Vegas Raiders. Three receptions on five targets for 61 receiving yards, one receiving tug, and 15.1 PPR points and 13.6 half PPR points. So Ty Johnson could pretty much just replicate that up against the Denver Broncos if Allen is still banged up. Going into this game now into the tight end section of the video. So again, if you guys have ended up enjoying, please make sure you hit that subscribe button down below. Now, Cole Komet had a down bad week after two solid weeks last week up against the Minnesota Vikings, but it could be a big return game here up against a very bad Jacksonville Jaguars defense in Jacksonville week 15 at the Minnesota Vikings. Two receptions on two targets for 12 receiving yards, 3.2 PPR points and 2.2 half PPR points. The tight end landscape in fantasy football right now is completely out of whack because there really aren't those 
staple tight ends that you just find off the waiver wire and you feel super confident in this season. It really hasn't been, unless you got one of those guys early on in the season off the waiver wire, you've kind of just been searching through the depths of hell to find a running or a tight end that you can find to start in your lineup. So I think Komet will be solid this week, though, up against the Jaguars. Next guy here is Austin Hooper, tight end of the Cleveland Browns at the New York Football Jets. Last week up against the New York Football Giants after he missed week 14, comes back week 15 and plays quite well. Five receptions on six targets for 41 receiving yards. One receiving tug, 15.1 PPR points, and 12.6 half PPR points up against a soft defense in the New York Football Jets. Scoring a touchdown for Hooper shouldn't be that hard, so I do find him to be a solid tight end streamer this week. And final player of the video and final tight end is Jordan Atkins, tight end of the Houston Texans versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Nick, you have like 50 Houston Texans listed in this video. They're not all going to score, you dumb fuck. I know. I know. But you got to take a shot here up against a bad defense for the Houston Texans to win your championship if you're down bad at tight end. Now, I understand most teams that are in the championship are probably riding high on a guy like Darren Waller or a guy like Travis Kelsey who really carried their team the whole season, but there are going to be some people who are down bad at the tight end position and need a guy like Jordan Atkins, Week 15 at the Indianapolis Colts. Five receptions on six targets for 50 receiving yards, 10 PPR points and 7.5 half PPR points. So this matchup up against the Bengals does seem quite juicy here this week so I will buy into Jordan Atkins one final time before the season ends this guy's either going to do good or do bad it is never in between for Jordan Atkins he's never going to score five PPR points he's going to get you zero or like 12 so thank you guys so much for watching I love each and every single one of you motherfuckers and I can't wait to see you guys in the later video today and if that doesn't happen in the morning I love you all overlaydfs.com link down below in the description Merry Christmas Happy Holidays I love you all good boy